This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, listeners. Welcome to yet another episode of Making Shift Happen. I'm really excited about today because I have the Sturdy Bitch Racing crew on the docket today for a nice little interview. And we have not one, not two, not even three people on, but we have five individuals on from the Sturdy Bitch Racing crew. And I'm excited because this is a group that puts on Sturdy Dirty Enduro, if you didn't already know. And Sturdy Dirty Enduro, I don't want to give it away, but I'm going to let them talk about it. But it's a race that I know a few of my clients and, and client athletes are participating in. And everyone else who's not participating in it has basically urged me to race one of these years uh, in the race. So hold me to it, please, ladies. But if you could, I'd like to just welcome folks on board. We have five folks. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves as well as you know just help you kind of learn what their voices sound like and when you introduce yourself, I would love for you to just kind of share maybe what you do with Sturdy Bitch Racing and or the Sturdy Dirty Enduro. All right. Welcome. Julie, you want to kick it off? <laughs> sure. Uh, thanks so much for having us today. Um, this is Julie Crittenden. My pronouns are she, her. Um, and I've been with Sturdy Bitch Racing probably for 12-ish years now. Um, and... Yeah. And what was I supposed to talk about? Okay. The, um, how am I involved? Uh, I think overall, I think we'll all probably talk about how we really focus on building community, but also for the race, the sturdy, dirty enduro. Um, I really am in charge of kind of overall planning, um, project management and logistics, you know, really fun sounding stuff. She's Uh, logistics is what they said before we started recording. (laughs) Do you want me to hand it over to Jess? Yeah, let's let's get hand it over to Jess. Jess, you have the hot potato now. All right, hot potato. It's hot. Uh, Jessica ha- Jessica Makata. Uh, no, gosh, man, I'm getting my name all wrong. That's my old old name, Jessica Makata. There we go. Welcome. <laughs> I am all around a cheerleader for this dirty dirty enduro, and uh, yeah, like Julie said, just really all about getting community on board and. Uh, and building awareness about how awesome bikes are. Uh, I also do a lot of the social media for the sturdy and uh, yeah, just have fun being creative and riding bikes. Michelle. Awesome. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us, Jen. I am Michelle Brittnocker. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, I guess I'm officially the newest bitch. Uh, so we're still really trying to figure out what my role is. Um, so far I, try to show up for things and be a pretty face and yeah, really um, get just being involved in the community and getting others involved as well. You're, you're a badass bitch. How about that? I'll give you a new badass title. Bitch. There you go. Take there it. You go. Very put accurate. That, put that in your email signature. <laughs> Who do you want to pass the hot potato to? Oh, let's go to Katie fucking Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before this call, we were talking about the salty day I was having. And so I, uh, the Katie fucking Jackson is definitely appropriate today. Um, so yeah, I, uh, like Julie, I've been with the sturdy bitch racing, um, for the duration of sturdy bitch racing. Um, and, uh, I, I would say my general role on the, my, my most important role on, the team and then the sturdy dirty is I deal with registration. So all those registration questions, they come to me. (laughs) 
but I deal with other things too. But anyhow, that's my. That's job. not why. That's not why she's salty today. Just listeners, uh, yeah, please no. know she's salty for other reasons. So I'm very rarely <laughs> salty about the sturdy dirty. <laughs> Off to right. eighty. Yes, eighty. Take it away. Hi, I'm eighty B Lane, and uh, my pronouns are she her, and. Um, uh, apparently, my my role with uh, Sturdy Bitch Racing and the Sturdy Dirty is um, being a connective tissue, uh, connecting uh, different parts together, um, and participating in the community a whole lot. So, and awesome. I've been with uh, Sturdy Bitch Racing for one year less than Katie Jackson. <laughs> oh man! And Katie, uh-huh. you said you were in it from the beginning, right? Yeah, the Sturdy Bitch Racing goes back to, we used to be called, uh, we used to be a, an organization called Luna Chicks, and I don't know if those are still out there, but um, yeah, so before Sturdy Bitch Racing, there was Luna Chicks, um, and uh, yeah, ADU okay. were part of that too, I think, but but we're not going to go into Luna Chicks, because that was like, that was like probably 15 years ago, so yeah, at least. <laughs> it was a long more. time. No, it was, so I, um, uh, sorry, I'm kind of having a little bit of a mind blown moment. I was a Luna Chicks <laughs> like 15 years ago based yeah. in North Carolina. So we were in the North Carolina chapter, but part of me also wonders if we were at the same, uh, gosh, what do you want to call it? Like conference. I don't even know what you want to call it. Like get together in San Francisco area, probably like close to 15 ish years ago, plus or minus like maybe 13 to 15 years ago. I personally didn't go to those. Our no, teammate okay. at the time, Susan Clemenson, probably would have gone okay. to those. Oh. So a little shout out to Susan. Yeah, because man, <laughs> my mind was going to be blown there for a second because I loved that team. We had a great team. That's actually how I met uh, a friend of mine, Katie, who spoke at my wedding. Like, it's kind of funny how you just meet friends, like li- lifelong friends at these like bike events and bike teams and things like that. Oh, sorry. I had no idea that you used to be with Luna Chick. So that makes me happy. That makes me really happy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they had chapters all over the, all over the nation. Uh, for those of you who are listening, who maybe are like, what the hell are you talking about? It was sponsored by Luna and Cliff Bar and it was great. Cause you know, of course we got discounts on those goodies and, and we had really good kits. Like I actually still have those shorts from back then, which I mean, <laughs> absolutely disgusting, but they are the only shorts that I have that they have not gotten disgusting. It's really fascinating. So however they used to make the shorts back then, they need to make the shorts like that now. But anyways, I digress. Uh, well, thanks. What'd you say? Probably lots of chemicals. Yeah, probably lots of chemicals. It's totally fine. Makes me hardier. Builds character, right? Uh, all right. So awesome. Let's start off with talking about, you know, how sturdy bitch racing was born as well as how the sturdy dirty enduro race was born so i think Edie, you wanted to talk about this right so yeah jump on in. i can i can take that question um so sturdy bitch racing started uh maybe four years before the sturdy dirty um so that would be back in uh what 2000 2010 2010 um, when, um, the former group of Luna chicks decided to do the BC bike race and they, uh, were do- at that point you had to do the BC bike race in pairs. And, uh, so they started a whole new race team specifically to do, uh, the BC bike race. 
um, which they did. And it was awesome. Apparently I wasn't on the part of the team at that point. It was fun. Um, <laughs> but I did a lot of the training with them because um, I was new to the Seattle area and met up with them and discovered I liked hanging out. Um, so the next year they decided to continue the team straight bitch racing, even though they weren't doing the, uh, BC bike race and I joined the team. Um, and we did a bunch of XC racing for the first year or so. And, uh, I don't like XC racing. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Embrace it. Embrace the dark side. (laughs) started, um, easing, talking some people into doing more downhill, like Katie Jackson, and after a year or so of that, then um, the the rest of the team kind of dropped off, and uh, Katie and I and our teammate Angela at the time uh, were left standing, and um, I took over team management out of default because nobody else wanted to, um, and I pulled uh, Julie on board, and because uh, we knew each other from downhill racing. Um, and Julie and I uh, went up to Squamish, BC, and we did the Hot on Your Heels race. Uh, and that was in 2013 that we did that. Um, and we were blown away by the Hot on Your Heels race. It was so much fun. Uh, we'd never experienced anything like it. We'd been racing at this point for many, many years. Um, all, you know, the XC and the Super Ds and... Um, there wasn't really very many Enduros at that point, but we'd done all the racing. Um, and uh, doing a women's only Enduro race was so much fun. And we walked away and uh, looked at each other and were like, why Why don't we have this in the States? This doesn't exist. And why, sh- why doesn't it? Uh, so we started asking around to the race directors we knew, like, why doesn't this happen? And they were like, well, because women don't race. Uh. And we were like, well, but we do. They're like, yeah, so like make it happen. We're like, well, okay, we don't, we don't know how to. Um, and uh, they were like, well, we, we can talk to you about it, but you know, you'll be lucky if you get the first year. Uh, we were told that we would be lucky to get fifty women. And uh, so we pitched. Uh, we pitched the idea to the rest of the team, to uh, our teammates at the time, Katie and uh, Angela. Um, and they were on board to put on a race. We didn't know what we were doing. And so we uh, threw the first Sturdy Dirty, and uh, it did sell out with 50 ladies. So we nice. raced it up to 75, and we we're like, woohoo! And that sold out. Um, did we cap, did we stop at 75 or did we raise it to hundred? No, I think we went up to 125. Oh yeah. We raised it twice. I think we raised it three times and sold out all three times. Uh-huh. And that was your yeah. first year. Yeah. Holy hell. Um, and this is Julie. If I remember correctly, we would have meetings and I would be like, Oh, I don't think we should raise the cap. I don't think we should raise the cap. And I'm like, I plan the shit out of this thing. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Which was See? great. Cause we had no idea what we were doing. Um, and just, uh, in terms of, you know, sturdy 80 was, uh, that was 80 was there with her three month old. Oh no, no, no. Three week old. Three week old. Oh, Thank you. Yes. I thought I had that wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, so, I ended up being 
very pregnant and I thought I was still going to be pregnant when the sturdy dirty was supposed to happen, but my daughter decided to come fairly early. So she was uh, three weeks old at that first sturdy dirty. And that was, that was lots of fun. Um, did some fun. race planning from the, like, from the hospital room. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was like the first sturdy dirty uh, was a super big success uh it went off pretty well there was no major incidents and we had a ton of fun learned a lot of lessons um and after that just decided to keep it going and uh here we are uh nine years later yeah and how many folks did you have register this go around for 2023 uh, we sold out at 313 minutes. Holy hell. Because I watched and we it have a wait cold. list of about 150, uh, 160. Oh, no. I counted, actually. Like, I had to find out where somebody was <laughs> just this morning, and it's 183 women wow. on the wait list. Oh, my goodness. So have you talked to that individual that told you you'd be lucky to get 50 women to race again? Oh, they're so stoked for us. Oh, okay, good. Like, yeah, okay, good. yeah, no, so absolutely. Like, like, are they? Do they know like how it's evolved? Oh, I yeah. Sure if they were still yeah, yeah. No, that's one not. of the the major race directors. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he was, and like he was super instrumental in helping us learn how to do what we're doing. That's um, awesome. But I think we were all kind of blown away by the initial reaction and the reaction ever since. Um, so yeah, no, he's. They're all super happy for us. That's great. That's what I love to hear. It's just the community coming together. I do, I mean, not that I'm going to give anyone a hard time, but it, it does kind of burn a little to hear like, oh yeah, you're going to be lucky if you get 50 women. Because I will say like 10 years ago, sure, things were a little bit different. I feel like um, maybe there wasn't a heavier interest in racing or at least it wasn't as visible. Like even when I was doing Luna Chicks, like we didn't really have a ton of racers, you know, if anything, we had some crit racers and people that did stuff like that, but we mostly just did events. We didn't necessarily do races, but it's kind of like, if you, if you make it, they're going to come. Like if you build it, they're going to come because we do want to do it. It's just the opportunities aren't there for us, unfortunately. Right. And I think that that's where, you know, women's sports really needs to come in. like folks who are maybe not on board for women's sports or like women's soccer or you know, these major leagues that we're trying to build um, in sports that are traditionally male. I think if, if they could just open up and just say, Hey, like, just give us a chance, you know, and they're going to see that viewership is going to go out and, you know, through the roof with certain events that are going to be on live TV or that these races will sell out because people are going to come back. They're going to get excited. They're going to get their friends excited after they've gone to the race. And then they're going to want to do it next year. So it's just a nice little trickle down event, you know, that is, that is the cool thing about, about women and non-binary individuals that I work with is just like, yeah, they want to, they want to build the community more and they want to pump each other up and support one another. So freaking A, I love that you opened it up. you managed to get 120 people there your first year. Cause I did not know that fact. Um, you had to keep opening up for more and more people. Fortunately, the queen of logistics, Julie, Hey, <laughs> you, you had it, you had it. You were able to do 120 people the first year. And then this year, 300 people in 13 minutes, and then a wait list of 185 people. Man, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, that is really impressive. So major kudos to you all. Um, 
thank you for that, Edie. Did you want to add anything else to like kind of the beginnings? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. okay good. <laughs> I just, I got really excited about these numbers cause I didn't, it didn't dawn on me what the number variation was. Um, so thank you. So I'm learning, I'm learning more. I thought I already like had an idea, you know, before I do- <laughs> dove into this podcast episode with my research. No, no, I did not. Uh, so, Julia, Katie, do you guys have anything to add to the early, the beginnings? I, I think the one thing I would just add that I think is really cool is um, we actually, um, the race director that Adie's talking about is, is Trey Wilson, who was one of the originators of Race Cascadia. And um, Trey and Friends of Capital Forest were huge in helping us get that first year done. I mean, they, they literally shuttled racers to the start. Um, and we avoid that at all costs now, like any shuttling we avoid now, but, um, but, you know, and I think for us, we just really wanted more women to race with us in the races we were in. And, um, and what's been really amazing is that in the years that we've been doing the sturdy, we have seen so many more women just be at races overall. Um, so I think for us, it's, you know, feeling like we were able to help plant a seed to get women just more comfortable in a racing environment and seeing what it was like. And then, and then they're taking that and kind of taking it to other parts of what, how they're interacting in the community. No. And I love that because yeah, it is kind of a pay it forward type scenario. And I think we should also come forward with that. It was very selfishly motivated as far as we just wanted (laughs) women to be swift. Yeah. We, we really like, we would go to the races and like, there'd be the same 10, 15 women and that's for like you know all the categories and we just wanted to race against more women so wait wait 80 what what categories (laughs) yeah right right Right. it wasn't categories like it would be like (laughs) amateur women pro women and that was it no age categories Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. yeah so you would be racing against like 18 year olds at you know in your 30s it was great always a good time just an exclamation point on that like one thing that we've added in the last couple of years um is a light category to really encourage um beginner uh beginner racers who aren't quite ready yet for the full the full enduro race um and we've also added a 50 plus category in all of our 50 plus age group in all of our categories because um there was a demand for it there's people of all ages out there it's great (laughs) awesome Awesome. I love it. Well, thanks for doing that. And thanks for honestly blazing the trail. Huge shout out to obviously hot on your heels race for really helping light the fire and really help you see kind of what is possible. And then of course, Trey and and the whole group with the Cascadia group, Um, you know, some pretty common names that we've heard in the, in the circuit with race directors and people involved with racing, because yeah, it, it takes an, you know, it takes an army, it takes a, a group of people. If it was just one person like Julie, if it was just you, I mean, whew, I think that would just be, that would be Oh, there would be nothing on social media, for yeah, sure. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <a> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate that, Edie. Um, now, what makes your race different from other enduro races? I mean, obviously, I know it's women only, but I want you to kind of like paint us a picture, like paint us a scene of what makes your event different than other enduro races that maybe other people have been been to jess and michelle wanted to kind yeah, of pop so in on this jess. one yeah this is jess i'll just kind of talk from the organizing and then um i don't know if we want to speak from the uh, racer perspective as well we'll turn it into turn it over to uh, michelle but 
Yeah, well, we like to say that we're a party masquerading as a race, um, but there's also some serious racing involved. Uh, leading up to the race, we have started offering what's called Train to Be Sturdy. It's a way to engage riders in uh, various activities to help prepare them um, for the race. We do things like uh, fitness training and bringing in local coaches, uh, professionals in uh, fitness and training, and uh, share ideas and uh, programs about how to get fit and ready for, for the race. Uh, we do trail building, dig days, um, clinics, just this Past weekend, we had a, a clinic uh, with a local coach, uh, Raffle Roots up in Bellingham, um, to help increase skills and knowledge about like specific uh, areas that can hone in on some areas of need, like steeps and drops and jumps and you know speed and cornering, things like that. So really targeting specific areas of uh, what might come in to be helpful for the race on, on race day. Um, it also gives racers an opportunity to meet one another. So, you know, building connections and creating friendships. It's really cool to see some of the other groups that have come about as a result of, uh, you know, the community that's been um, created, uh, like the Donut Squad and, and Misfits and, um, you know, just really creating these welcoming atmospheres aimed at having as much fun as possible on the bike. And, and the, it's been a beautiful process to see. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is Michelle. So, like I said earlier, this is my first year being part of the team. Um, prior to this, I have participated in every single one of the sturdy races, except for one, like including California, Idaho. Uh, I've been to all of them. And actually, the sturdy is the first race that I did after moving to Washington State in 2014. Uh, I showed up that day not knowing anybody never having ridden in that area before and just like jumped right in and came away with some friends that I still like hold dear to me to this day. So, um, so lots of reasons why sturdy is one of the best races I've ever done. The best race I've ever done, you know, the bike riding aspect of it, the crew has always put on a flawless race. Like everything has run really smoothly. There's no hiccups. Like you just show up, you have fun and it's like, everything is taken care of. Everything is done. Um, the courses that they choose are always super fun and super challenging. Um, and like we had said earlier, there's that broad range of, you know, there's now the beginner light category and then all the way up to the best pros in the country and like from Canada come down to this race. So um, as you know, as a racer, you get the best competition that you have in, in throughout the entire country. Uh, but what I think I've enjoyed most about it is that camaraderie that is formed mm -hmm. at all of these races. Like you're not there seeing 300 other women who are your competition. You're like, oh man, look at, I've got like 300 new friends today and we're oh, all going to yeah. go out and just like be a group of people having fun on a ride today. And then we're all going to support and encourage each other. And everybody just wants to see every other racer out there just have like the best run, ride the fastest, like slay that corner, ride those drops, hit those features that you weren't going to do before. So it's not necessarily the competition is there, but that's, that's not the goal. The goal is to have fun. Um, so not only that, we also have the best volunteers out of any race, like this stoke out of our volunteers is, is the best around. Everyone comes in costume, um, right. They're cheering you on at the start and the finish of every single race. The aid stations are the best around. They all, right. Like they choose their own special themes of what they're going to do. There's always like games and bike limbo and tricycle races and, you know, everybody's music is playing. They'll have their costume themes. 
Um, there was one of the races that I actually crashed and broke my hand in the first stage, but yeah. I didn't want to miss out on all of the aid stations. So I pedaled up the hill with a broken hand just so I could <laughs> hit all of the aid stations throughout the race. And then the sturdy team happened to be driving, driving by at the top of the, the course. And I waved him down to like throw my bike on the back and give me a ride down the mountain because I couldn't very well pedal myself down. So, right. Like the aid stations and the people are really like just what make this race so much fun. And that's so I don't I know heard. what I'm going to do this year, not being able to race. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'll have to, you'll have to find someone you can like race vicariously through. Just <laughs> oh, I'll, on I think there'll be about 300 of them. Yeah, there's going to be like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, and that's, I will say like that is, as an onlooker, that is one thing I've heard time and time again about this race is that first of all, it's very well organized, very smooth. Um, everyone's having a great time, but then also the volunteers just really help bring up that that you know that vibe and that that feeling of just like feeling like they're a part of something so much larger than the than the race actually is and i think that that's great so i wanted to touch upon that because first of all like how do you make it fun af because i will say like i'm gonna have major fomo missing out on this year because of camping unfortunately but like how do you encourage that fun atmosphere like is there anything that maybe you all do differently um, to kind of make it, make it vibe a little different. ADD, it looks like you were going <laughs> to say something. I know. something. I know. She's looking excited. I, She's looking I, excited. I mean, I think that there's a, a couple of things that we do. I mean, the volunteer aspect yeah. is huge. Um, we have so many super awesome volunteers that come back year after year and, it, um, they really bring that fun element where you get done with a stage and there was a party at the bottom and you're like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. We're partying now uh, before we go to the next stage. Um, and even our timers, like they are in costume and they're giving out high fives and it's um, a lot less uh, serious yeah. in that way than a lot of other races. And, we, we see this over and over that it's less serious, but again, to be clear, like people are racing and yeah. um, when, when that timer goes off, they, they are, they're on it. Um, and especially in the, the pro category, like we have some serious ladies and it's amazing. But um, so our volunteers really help that vibe, um, bringing that fun element. Uh, we also, uh, as Jessica said, with the train to be sturdy program um, that helps break down some of the nerves where we really help women get used to the course and get used to what they're going to be in for. We talk to them all the time about like passing because everybody's nervous about passing. Yeah. And we have those conversations with women about what to expect and how to handle race day and, um, you know, of course, there's still a ton of race nerves, but we do our best leading up to the race to kind of break down those nerves a bit, um, which is pretty helpful. 100%. You know, I know. Improv dance parties that happen too, and just like high fives and people yeah. having fun at the race. It's just like such a good time. You can tell that people are just really into it. And have, have, I, I, one of my favorite things to do at the end, like after the race, is looking through all the pictures and, you know, preparing like the race report and just seeing people's joy, like 
it just it makes me relive it and it's so much fun to be able to see that again so yeah love it I just wanted to add something from the last couple of years. Look, I just remember standing at the beginning of the, you know, when we're sending people off in waves. And I just remember like Angie Weston, um, like just telling jokes and we're passing around the mic and everybody's telling jokes over the, over the loudspeaker. It just, <laughs> it's like, you don't really see it typically at most, you know, when most send offs. So it's just kind of creating that fun environment. Everybody's super nervous, but you know, we're all standing around telling jokes and you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like you take it seriously. Like you said, 80, you know, Hey, people are legitimately <laughs> racing, but Katie, to your point, yeah, you're still popping jokes. You're still allowed like two, those two things can exist. Like you can still race really hard, but still have a really good time. And I think sometimes if we can just embrace that like mentality and that mindset a little bit more, that will be amazing and we come away with a really good win. Whether you get on the podium or not, doesn't really matter. You're, you're winning in life if you have a good time at your race. Uh, well, thanks for that insight because I think that hopefully this can help encourage like other people, whether you're attending a race, you're volunteering in a race, like, man, have some fun. Um, you know, even if maybe the vibe isn't like, if it is going to be maybe a little bit more of a, a strict, you know, cross country race. And I'm saying that as someone who loves, you know, cross country as well, but um, you know, sometimes the atmosphere can be a little bit different at cross country races, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Like if your personality is one to kind of bust out and dancing and like bring a cowbell, great, more cowbell. And I think that, you know, we should hundred percent encourage that. Now, when speaking about volunteers, how can the community support your race? Are you currently seeking volunteers? Are you having like a shout out for folks right now? Yeah, in fact, we just posted an announcement to uh, have volunteers sign up. So uh, if you go to our Instagram page or Facebook page, it's at 30 Dirty Enduro. Uh, there's a, a link in our bio to go to the volunteer page. Um, we love our volunteers. I think one of the fun things, too, is that, you know, sometimes as the we don't always hear about what the volunteers are planning it's kind of a, a, a or like the aid stations are planning it's somewhat of a surprise to us too which is really cool to go right around the mountain and see what's happening and just how much fun people are having but yeah we need um time, there's various positions there's like timers uh, which is always fun you get to you know, cheer people on as they're about to start or just celebrate them finishing a stage uh, there's um, parking and um, help in the um, staging area. Um, there's a few other um, jobs on there as well. And we love our volunteers. Um, and yeah, definitely uh, sign up if you're interested in being a part of the Dirty Dirty Enduro. And uh, yeah, great way to be involved. And Bring the vibe. Bring too. the vibe. <laughs> Bring the vibe in the dance parties, listeners. I promise you, you'll have a good time. Absolutely. Now, to that point, I know volunteers obviously have a huge share in making a race successful, right? But Julie, I know you were gonna volunteer as tribute to talk about our next point, like, hey, how how do you run your race so well? You know, queen of logistics, please tell us how you do it. Um, and how do you aim to get greater buy-in from your community and sponsors? Take it away, Julie. Uh, <laughs> I was actually <laughs> just thinking my, um, my husband has this great saying from his grandfather, which is the seven Ps, which is proper pre-plant Pre-planning precludes piss poor performance. We do a yes. lot of planning. Um, and, you know, whether that's spreadsheets, task lists, you know, we have meeting notes, action items. Um, I bore everybody here with that stuff, but I do a lot of it for my day job. And so it helps keep us on track. Um, and I think 
then it kind of is each of us brings, I think, a lot of just really fun creativity to each that each thing that each of us does um, between Jess and Michelle and Katie and Adie and I. Um, so we work together really well as a team. We all do have full time jobs. We do not like live off of putting on this dirty, dirty every year. <laughs> only your only your soul lives off of it. Yes, yes, it is a labor of love. I think we've joked like maybe at the end we make like ten cents an hour or something. We're not really sure, but um, maybe pennies. But I think it's great because we all work together really well. We um, really leverage each person's strengths, and then um, and then we really are all. You know, if somebody's just like, I'm overwhelmed right now, Katie having a salty day, somebody else might jump in and help with something. Um, So we work really well together. And I think one of the other things that we really do well at that helps us really put on a race well is we really put ourselves in the shoes of what our racers are going to be going through, our volunteers need to do, what we're asking of our sponsors, and we really try to plan things for them. Um... We com- and we really try to communicate with them and give really clear directions like, hey, that you probably want to know what's going on. Like, how do we help you understand what's going to be going on that day or when we need you to set up? Or, hey, you probably don't want to break down early because, you know, that's somebody's probably going to shove a cupcake in your face or something. I mean, there's just, you know, I think there's that, too, about really communicating well with people. Um, and I think that kind of leads us to I think we really the greater buy-in from our community and our sponsors and our partners is not really, it's really all about the relationships we've built with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really, you know, these, these, the people that we're talking about that host our aid stations have probably, some of them have hosted aid stations with us since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have people who are like, I really want to have an aid station. And we're like, well, they're kind of all full up. So um, it's, it's really, I think, that repetition of having the same people come back and them being so excited that they level up their game every year. Um, and for us, that we're always interested to know, how did it go? What didn't work so well? You know, one year we had racer or timers tell us I couldn't see the numbers. I mean, and granted, they were green number plates with white letters and a forest. So I don't know why they would have had problems <laughs> seeing that. But, you know, we take those things to heart about, you know, and that's a pretty little thing, but we always are trying to think about how do we take what we're hearing from anybody who's participating in the race, whether they're a racer, one of our sponsors, a volunteer, somebody who's just spectating, and we try to, you know, make changes to kind of make that work better. So I think, you know, all of those things have really helped us as well as I think just being a member of the community that we're in, you know, those dig days that um, we were talking about earlier. I mean, that's really how we're part of the community um, in the greater Seattle riding area and being able to make a contribution, not just with one thing that we're doing, but kind of helping to build community, uh, you know, throughout the year. I love it. I don't know. It's all about relationships. Have to add. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, chime in. Eighty, um, yeah. I I would like to say that we it's not just the race. What we do is a year round. Um, like Julie mentioned, the dig days. Um, you know, we we do those for nine months out of the year, and uh, and that's just another aspect of getting involved in the community. And trail building can be really intimidating, and we are trying to break down those barriers. And also, it's really fun to play in the mud. Um, Heck yeah. and then also with our group rides and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of community involvement. Um, and then like Julie and I are both on the 
various boards of Evergreen Mountain Bike Alliance. So um, we do a lot of giving back to our community and not just taking um, mm -hmm. because yeah, we, we give a fuck. Yeah, we give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> exactly. You have to give a fuck. And I think all, sometimes that's, that's, that's lost all too often, I feel like. Because uh, sometimes folks can get a little like a little self-centered, a little selfish, a little greedy. And they forget like, hey, this is all about community and it's all about relationships. Like I'll have people drop into my DMs, don't even try to get to know me first. And they're like, hey, we would love to partner. You know, we would love to partner with your organization or your company. And I'm like, hey, I think I would love, you know, can, can we like, quote unquote, like, can there be a little bit of flirting first? Like, can I get to know you more? And I, I mean, flirting in terms of like, please engage me, like, please get to know me more. And like, cause maybe once you get to know me, you're like, oh no, Jen, I don't want to work with Jen anymore. You know? And, and I think that that's all too important is sometimes um, folks can forget that there's a community aspect to this. And that's, what's really cool. And, you know, to your point, like you're not, you're not making a lot of money. So it's like, it's a soul, it's a soul project. Like this is something that fills you up and leaves you probably feeling pretty damn good at the end of the race. We Do you also want to add something, have... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I could tell you were getting excited. <laughs> I wanted to mention that um, we also like we are sponsors, you know, are obviously a big part of this endeavor as well. 100%. And we have been lucky enough to establish some really great relationships. And we, we don't um, we don't reach out to very many companies uh, and all of our sponsors that we work with are people that we have actual relationships with. Um, our, our sponsors aren't just like giving us money and like checking a box like, oh, we support yeah. women's sports. Uh, these are all sponsors that we have, um, that we know and love, that we talk to, that we ride with. Um, and that shows they really, uh, they come to the race or our events and um, really participate. And that's really key for us is that engagement as well. Yeah. We had Eva was out barbecuing at our last dig day. Yep. Nice. Mm -hmm. I love Gourmet it. Burgers. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think Shram's been with us since the beginning. Um, yep. they're a great sponsor. They're actually with us with Kumba, Kumba women's program here in Denver. And they've been phenomenal to work with. Like, again, going beyond checking that box because we all we all know some companies that will just check the box and I appreciate that which is fantastic if that's all they had the bandwidth for but oh my goodness to the point of like community like hey I would love it if you could just be a part of it do you want to give a shout out to your other supporting sponsors transition? I mean transition is another yeah. huge one and um, they just came on board with us this year we're really excited about having them um and they're really excited about hosting an aid station and um, they always are bringing the party. Nice. Let others chime in. Georgetown fuels all of our dig days with beer. <laughs> hey, you need fuel. You need fuel. Yeah, for and Georgetown's been with us from the beginning as well. Mm -hmm. They've just been awesome to, to work with. Yeah, That's the awesome. very beginning. Um, Evo, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah, our title sponsor, Evo. I mean, like. Yeah. yeah. They're great. Uh, yeah. That's they, awesome. They like they go so far beyond um, just giving money. They they are really engaged with us. They want our events to be better, and mm -hmm. we check in and they offer like, oh, can we do this? How do we make it better? And like it's 
It's a really That's great awesome. partnership. We really appreciate that. That's great. One yeah, of so my favorites is we used to only have like Georgetown and Dumont Tech, which is lube, right? Like, <laughs> so we used to have a joke about beer and lube. What, what more? Yeah. You just, just need some rubber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's where, you know, transition and Juliana could come mm-hmm. to play with, you know, some rubber on the bikes, like, quote, 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 quote. Um, well, awesome. That's great. Max, you can also, answer our phone calls, please. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, SSA, Smith, Wild Ride, Club Ride, and Adidas 510. So nice. We have them on board, too. That's awesome. That's Thank great. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, thanks for letting me know exactly and listeners know how to run a race, how you run a race really well, how to get buy-in from the community, as well as volunteers that make it happen. And it does sell out fast. Speaking of the sturdy, dirty enduro series it does or just the enduro race rather sells out fast again 13 days or 13 oh, 13 minutes thir- god sorry 13 minutes 13 minutes 300 people so when does registration open up usually for every year is it usually in february more or less just so people in 2024 can have something to look forward to valentine's day oh <laughs> hook yep. line sink Valent- 9 a.m valentine's day every year <laughs> Okay, perfect. Well, that's an easy one to remember. Make it a Galentine's, everyone, is what we're trying to say. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. Is there anything else that you all want to add? I know I'm going to ask you to share some links here in a minute, but is there anything else you wanted to add about Sturdy Bitch Racing or the Sturdy Dirty Enduro? I'll just add that I am no longer salty because I am (laughs) talking with all of my bestest friends. Um, I... We, going back to why the sturdy dirt, it's a labor of love and it's because we're all friends and I, all the community that we, we serve in doing this is just, it just makes me happy to even be here and talk about it. So my saltiness is gone. Well, I'm glad that <laughs> Thanks, we could Gertie. all be a part of that. Thanks, Yay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we it. haven't, I I just maybe a just quick shout out for a way that folks can get involved. We have a dig day coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, please do. Tell us more, Jessica. I think it's on May, May 6th. 6th. Oh, May don't 6th. tell us about it. <laughs> it's a Saturday. It's at 9 a.m. It's going to be at Raging River. Yeah. We'll be working on so we put, uh, Yeah, we put all of our dig days on the evergreenmtb.org calendar, and uh, that's a great way to see what, what events and opportunities are coming up to get involved in your local trails in the Pacific Northwest. Um, all of that information is also available on our website. SturdyDirty.com. Yeah, SturdyDirty.com. And then we have the EvergreenMTV.org, which ShredStrong did uh, donate a little bit of our percentage of, of income for the last quarter, or the quarter before, actually, late 2022. Um, so, yeah, give them a shout out. And just for some clarity, is the race always going to be in North Bend, Washington? Because I know it was kind of hinted at earlier that like, I thought someone had mentioned that they were in a different city. Was it in a different city or someone was in Idaho? We, oh. We've we done um, a race series in the past um, okay, in 2017 and 2018. Um, okay. It was fun, but we learned that then we had no lives. So yes. we barely rode our bikes or did anything. So we will probably not go back to a series. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, I just want to make sure. 
And I would say for the most part, we're probably definitely in the, you know, greater Seattle, North Bend area. Um, yeah. Although we always kind of talk about possibly straying a tiny bit, it wouldn't be too far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause that was going to be my next question is like, Hey, do you have any, do you have any other plans maybe for, for, you know, the rest of this year or 2024 or future years, anything that you might change or do differently to spice things up? Probably no plans to expand into another race. I'm sure. <laughs> You're like, no, one and done. We've had a number of people over the years, either ask us to come to their community or put on a race. Um, well, mostly that. Um, to come mm-hmm. to where they are and put on a race. And as much as we would love to, I think we really found in putting on a series how important those relationships are and having this really dedicated group of people that support you. And so I would just encourage that if you are in a place where you can, you know, take advantage of your community, putting a race on is, you know, all, all you need to get started is, you know, timing, uh, some good food trucks, and, uh, and a few volunteers and you could start small and grow it from there. Um, cause yeah, we're not really, uh, we're not really going to go too far afield these days anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame at you. Least, I know that was at least in the foreseeable future. No, I, I totally get it. Right. That's just, that's just what one of the listeners that I, that I have, uh, wanted to have me ask, who's also a friend and will be racing this year. They were just curious cause they were like, man, you know, it'd be really cool to have here in Colorado. And I'm like, it would be. And then, of course, I started thinking, like, do I want to run around? I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I don't know. I mean, because believe me, there's plenty of opportunity in terms of space and, like, trails and things like that here. But just to let you all know that you're really kind of blazing a path for other people to kind of start thinking, like, oh, you know, maybe we can do something similar in our community, you know, for people who maybe can't get up to the PNW and, you know, North Bend area, Seattle area. Um so yeah, kudos to you all. Seriously, like can't do it. It, it. Once you see it happen, it's easier to imagine it happening, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Any last call for any additions? No? If not, I'm going to ask so you. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah. thanks for coming and thanks <laughs> for spending like an hour. I mean, we were kind of chatting. So those of you listening, we were chatting and just shit, shit before we uh, hit record just because I wanted them to kind of get to know like my personality a little bit since none of these bitches have met me in person. (laughs) Um, So that way they can see like, I'm not a big scary podcast monster, but then also just so we can get a feel for, you know, how to run this podcast episode. So I am so appreciative of your time coming on and sharing the story of sturdy bitch racing as well as sturdy dirty. And I can't wait for my client athletes to get out there and have some fun. Uh, One of these years, maybe I'll be out there as well, but Real quick, uh, folks, how can they how can they find you? So go ahead and give us drop us your website and Instagram handle one more time, and I will leave them in the show notes too. Yeah, so the website is uh, sturdydirty.com, and on Instagram it's at sturdydirtyenduro, and then on Facebook you can also find us on um, just do a search for sturdy dirty enduro, and we'll pop up. Perfect. And with yeah. sturdy bit tracing. Do you have race spots on that team that are available for people or how does that work? No, it's just, it's just you all collectively with your sturdy bitch ways in the background. <laughs> just want to make sure. Cause I know that that's going to be another question we're going to get. Um, 
<laughs> to be able to put up with us. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, hey, I'm glad that you let me put up put up with you all for for an hour. So I appreciate that, and thank you for giving your time and energy for this. <laughs> well, thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. All right. So for those of you listening, please give them a follow, follow them on Instagram, sturdy, dirty, enduro. And, um, if you want to check it out, remember, plug it in, in your calendar for 2024. If you're interested in racing enduro style, whether it's the major enduro, or if you're going to do the light category, it doesn't matter. Uh, keep in mind again, they have the 50 plus category, so go for it, but then check out sturdydirty.com and mark your calendar for Valentine's day, 2024. All right. All right. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. I am endlessly grateful for you all.